Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here as always with Kay Fabulous. Hey! And this is AEW Weekly, your weekly dose of all things All Elite Wrestling. We're going to have some results, we're going to have some rankings, we're going to have a lot of opinions as usual. We're going to have the question of the week, we're going to have some news... And who knows what else we'll have in store for you. Let's get right into uh, the results, along with our opinions sprinkled throughout. We'll go back to October 25th, AEW Dynamite. And they were in Philly. They were in Philly the night after the Phillies lost Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. That's tough. Uh, let me show them at the beginning of the show here. Yes, I am. Uh, Renee welcomes MJF, who calls Adam Cole, uprolls Roddy, uh, and up walks the kingdom. And, uh, you know, MJF is like, you know, oh, you're here to help? Great. And then he just rolls Roddy away. (laughs) (laughs) And MJF says he has a bullet with Juice's name on it. And then we see the devil mask cut in, and then the feed cuts. So we see the devil mask again. This is what the third, fourth appearance of the I devil mask. The so we've seen the devil mask. What beating up Jay White? And the last two times, it's just been looking off to the side and then turns to stare directly into the camera, and then the screen goes black. Right. Okay. All right. So up first on Dynamite, we had the Dynamite Diamond Ring match. Of course, the Dynamite Diamond Ring in the possession of MJF. He was defending it against Juice Robinson, and Juice accompanied to the ring by the guns. And Juice, early on in the match, was juicing. He got busted open by MJF, and MJF hit all manner of dirty tricks on Robinson. And and MJF hit Juice with the dynamite diamond ring, even, and then hit the heat seeker for the pin and the win. This was a terrific match, a lot of heat. I really enjoyed the opener. I gave it four and a half bones out of five. I thought it was a terrific match. I agree with that rating. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, After the match, Bullet Club Gold assault MJF and Roddy and the Kingdom come down. Uh, World Trios champions, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass, come down. They run off the Bullet Club Gold. And the Guns challenge MJF for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, of course, held by him and Adam Cole. MJF challenges Bullet Club Gold to a four-on-four match for possession of the World Heavyweight title belt, the actual belt itself. Uh, So Roddy and the Kingdom try to be on MJF's team. He says no. Acclaimed and Daddy Ass try. And MJF says no. And he also says, no scissoring. So the question is, you know, who in the world is going to be on MJF's team in this match? I got two that I think are going to be on it. Who? I think Samoa Joe's going to be on it. Yeah. And I think Kenny Omega's going to be on it. Yeah, I think Kenny Omega. Yeah, I agree. But then that leaves an empty spot. We'll talk, well... We'll talk about him in just a second. So at okay. the top of the ramp, as MJF's leaving, MJF has people coming at him from all sides now. And at at the top of the ramp, literally, uh, MJF meets Kenny Omega, who wants a world title shot on Collision on the 28th. And MJF gives it to him. So we have a title shot coming up on Collision on the 28th. So you're saying... The team, the four-on-four, is going to be Bullet Club Gold versus MJF. Samoa Joe. Samoa Kenny Omega. Omega. And somebody else. Okay. I would buy that, yeah. I would buy that. Uh, I have no idea who the somebody else is going to be, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. MJF doesn't have a lot of friends. Adam Cole has had surgery... Uh, he's, he's denied every attempt that Roderick Strong and the kingdom have made to try and help him. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I really don't know. It could, could be Max Castor. 
I could see it possibly. I feel like it would be Roderick Strong before Max Caster. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Can I ask a question though? So this whole premise is a little bit confusing. This four way. No, it's a four on four. I'm sorry, four on four. This four on four is to get his belt back. Yes. And the guns have, and the Bullet Club has agreed to give it back to him should he win this match? Yes. It's just weird to have a match to get something that's rightfully yours anyway. Correct. Okay. It's wrestling. Yeah. It's wrestling girl. Uh, Up next, we have Wardlow. He has a promo talking about MJF, talking about how the time that he was out, the four months or whatever that he was gone, he wasn't, you know, sitting at home just doing nothing. He was seething over the fact that MJF, this little jerk, this little scumbag, has become the people's hero, the people's scumbag, and the leading name in AEW now. And that's part of what has inspired Wardlow to now come back and why he wants to destroy MJF, pretty much. Up next, we have a tag team match. FTW champion Hook teaming up with the returning legendary Rob Van Dam. And they're taking on John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order, of course, accompanied by Evil Uno. Uh, this was a pretty good tag match. Uh, RVD hit Rolling Thunder on John Silver. Hit a nice Northern Light suplex on Alex Reynolds. Evil Uno tries to interfere. Comes in with a steel chair. Catches a Van Daminator for his troubles. Uh, RVD hits a five-star frog splash on Alex Reynolds. Hook locks in Red Rum on John Silver, who taps. Hook and Rob Van Dam get the win and stay undefeated as a tag team. I gave this one four bones out of five. Pretty fun tag team match. Pretty good match. And Hook and Rob Van Dam, you know, could they be uh, contenders, or are they just having fun? Seems like they're just having fun. Um, But they're undefeated. But they are, yeah, they are undefeated. I mean, is this leading anywhere... You know, Rob Van Dam's just having, what, one match a month? I mean, it's great to see him. Uh, but is it leading anywhere is the question. doesn't seem to be. I don't know. Sometimes the most prominent tag teams have a match once a month, it's seemingly. That's true. Well, I would love to see RVD more frequently, so maybe maybe we will. Who knows? Let's dream big. Yeah. Uh, up next, RJ City introduces Tony Storm's new film, Hold That Butler. And essentially, this is a short film to let us all know that Luther, uh, they've now recycled his character, and he has uh, become Tony Storm's butler. So that's an interesting use for, uh, for a character. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen come out next. This is where we were promised Tony Khan had a uh, had a gift for Sting. Uh, Sting and Darby come out. Sting says that Darby Allen is the best tag team partner he's ever had. And then they bring out Sting's surprise. Tony Schiavone gets the mic back and brings out the motherfucking nature boy Ric Flair. Yeah. Ric Flair, 16-time world champion, comes out to wish Sting the best during his uh, retirement tour, we'll call it, uh, these next, you know, five months or so. Um, And Sting and Ric Flair start kind of reminiscing. Ric Flair gives Sting a chop at Sting's request, and they, they both give a woo, you know. And then Christian, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne come out and spoil the fun. I will say, Ric Flair, before they came out, he was told Sting that he's going to be there with him up until he retires. So this is not the only time we're going to see Ric Flair. Seemingly, right. Yeah. Seemingly, Ric Flair is in AEW now, yes. So that's cool. Isn't it so awesome that you just got to say that sentence? Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Christian comes out, talks shit about Ric Flair, uh, 
uh, talks about how, you know, basically Tony Khan gave him, what, gold chains and a, a black liver or something like that as a gift. And talks all this shit about Ric Flair and says if there was a god, Ric Flair would be dead 20 years ago. Says all these terrible things. That's Christian's gimmick, you know, as he says terrible things. Um, and so he challenges Darby Allen and Sting to a trios match at full gear. Christian, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne versus Darby Allen, Sting, and you know, a partner. And he says, bring Ric Flair if you want, but, you know, I wouldn't. So we'll see how that how that turns out. Uh, Ric Flair stood there and just kind of took it. He seemed to kind of enjoy it, actually, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ric Flair just enjoys being the center of attention, though, so, <laughs> to be honest. So, so this, this six-man coming up at full gear, who do you think... Uh, here's another mystery. Who are Darby and Sting going to get? Adam Copeland. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. That's Although the way he it said looks. he wouldn't wrestle against Christian, though, didn't he? I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. So up next, Renee Paquette sat down with Chris Jericho. Jericho said he had to visit the hospital after getting beaten on by Powerhouse Hobbs. And Jericho was questioning if it might be time to retire or if it might be time to get revenge. He says he has a friend who's bigger than Hobbs who he may need to call. So here's another mystery. A lot of AEW mysteries. I have answers for all the mysteries. Oh, yeah? I think this is Goldberg. Why do you think it's Goldberg? Because he's big. Who else is big? Jericho actually left WCW partly because he and Goldberg did not get along. Oh, okay, then my guess is bad. Yeah, your guess Who's is your bad. Who's your guess? Paul White, possibly. That's lame. He's already there. Why does he have to call him? He didn't say it was an exciting guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, just just a basic safe guess okay give me someone else who else is big that's a friend of his that's not in AEW right now but could be coming to AEW that's all I got that's what I well, but he's with AEW I took it as like he's gonna have to call him cause he's not with AEW that's all I got I don't know any giant friends he has Paul White that's my guess up next we had the ring of honor six-man tag team title match we had hangman adam page and the young bucks defending their belts against the hardys and brother zay and brother zay hit a tornado took out nick and hangman outside Uh, there's a death valley driver for two by hangman on zay Zay hit the silly string on Hangman. It's been a while since we've seen that move. Uh, Matt Jackson super kicks all three at one point on the opposing team. Zay launches off the backs of Matt Jackson onto Nick and Hangman. Uh, a lot of highlights in this match. Matt hits a twist of fate. Jeff hits a swanton bomb. Looks like the end, but just a two count. Uh, Hangman comes in, hits a buckshot lariat on Zay. All three of the elite hit the BTE trigger on Brother Zay. Matt Jackson pins him, gets the win. This was an excellent match. Uh, Page and the Young Bucks keep the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles. I gave this one four and a half bones out of five also. It's been a really great start to Dynamite. Yeah, I thought it was a terrific match. Um, And then right after the match concludes, on the big screen we see... Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana show up at a house. And we quickly learn that it's Hangman Page's house. And they have a handheld video camera. And Swerve ends up going to a crib and they set up a camera. They don't show the kid, but the you know, the, the implication is there's a baby in the in the crib. And Swerve is talking to Hangman's son and gives him a, a t shirt. Tells him he's indebted to Swerve Strickland because he gave him a t-shirt. Prince Nana t-shirt. And Prince Nana t-shirt, like yeah. High currency right there. Um, so, and then Prince Nana comes in and says, Swerve, we gotta go. So, I'm not sure what the point of all this was, you know. 
Uh, Hangman left like he was going to make it back to his family. Uh, he lives somewhere in North Carolina. Like he was going to make it back to his family in time. I thought he lived in Virginia. He's from Virginia. He uh, lives in North Carolina. Huh. Um, so we'll see where, where this is going or, uh, you know, what, uh, what difference it made that it happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so up next, Adam Copeland is being interviewed and Sting and Darby Allen come up. They, they talk to Adam and Sting tells him he needs to open his eyes about Christian. And he needs to see that Christian is, you know, evil. He can't be saved. He's not going to be a, turn around and be a tag team partner and be a good guy. Um, and this is maybe why we think they're, that Adam Copeland's going to be the partner in a trios match. Um... Yes, yeah, Sting and Darby trying to convince Adam Copeland that Christian is is no good. Yeah, shouldn't take a lot of convincing. So, up next, the AEW Women's World Title match: Hikaru Shida defending against Ruby Soho of the Outcasts. Uh, Ruby pretended that Shida sprayed her with spray paint. Uh, Ruby got the belt. And then Sheeta actually tries to spray her with spray paint. Ruby blocks the spray paint with a belt, uses a garrote wire on Sheeta, then hits the destination unknown and still only gets a two count. Uh, shortly after this, Sheeta hits the katana knee strike for the pin and the win. Good match between these two ladies. Sheeta keeps the belt four bones out of five for this match. And after the match, Timeless Tony Storm comes out with her new butler, Luther, and pretty much just takes all the attention from Hikaru Shida. I had no idea that was Luther. Yeah. If you hadn't said it, I would have never have known. Why did you think they were calling him Luther? I didn't hear them call him Luther. Oh. So, Renee is with MJF as Samoa Joe enters the back. Joe says he'll be MJF's friend. He just wants a rematch for the AEW title. International champion Orange Cassidy and Kazuchika Okada in the main event against Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club in a tag match. Uh, we see a guillotine knee drop by Danielson on Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy kicks Castagnoli. Uh, he does his, you know, little simp kicks, and then they turn into real kicks. Uh, Castagnoli hits the big swing. Orange Cassidy breaks it with the stun dog millionaire. Uh, Castagnoli swings Orange Cassidy again, and then puts him in a scorpion deathlock. Okada breaks it. Danielson goes for Okada. Uh, drop kick by Okada. Rainmaker by Okada on Danielson. Claudio hits a pop-up European uppercut and gets the pin on Orange Cassidy and the win. So, Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli defeat Okada and Orange Cassidy. Another excellent match. Four and a half bones out of five. Very good addition of Dynamite. Very good wrestling. Uh, someone broke Brian Danielson's orbital, uh, bone, mm-hmm. uh, either, uh, Orange Cassidy or, or excuse yeah, either Orange Cassidy or Okada. They said it's because he took a Rainmaker and a Orange Punch to the face, back to back. Yeah, so is it actually broken or not? I'm not sure on this. He's having surgery. Is he really having surgery? Wrestling Observer has reported that AEW has reported that Brian Danielson's getting surgery. So after the match, Hook, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta come out. Uh, The Blackpool Combat Club comes out to back Claudio. Uh, It's an odd mixture of folks out here. We've got Hook, Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta, Orange Cassidy, Okada, Danielson, Castagnoli, Moxley, 
I mean, what the fuck is going on? Anyways, next Wednesday on Dynamite, international title match, Orange Cassidy versus Claudio Castagnoli. I think it's a work. The I thought it was a work when it happened, and then they started talking about the surgery, and I thought, ooh, maybe it wasn't a work. But when it happened, it looked like a work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because they had all those people around them, and they were very animated about what yeah. the injury was. Yeah. And they weren't. They didn't seem to be doing much except drawing attention to well, the injury. And they like didn't call the medics over. They called the Blackpool Combat Club over. Yeah, like they were going to help. Yeah. Or like they really needed to know the the severity of the injury or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, See so yeah, a good good edition of Dynamite. Uh, very good wrestling on this episode of Dynamite. And let's head to AEW Collision. Can I share a piece of news right now? Okay. This was the lowest rated Dynamite in their regular time slot in the year 2023. Isn't that shocking? It is shocking. It was such a good episode. People are terrible. You can't be trusted to choose what what, what they should watch on television. I should get to choose for them. So Collision, October 28th. In Uncasville, Connecticut, uh, opened with Jay White, accompanied by the Bullet Club, taking on A.R. Fox. Uh, A.R. Fox, uh, basic A.R. Fox match, which isn't basic at all. He does quite a few aerial maneuvers, um, does some things you've never seen before, before losing, of course. White hit the Blade Runner on A.R. Fox for the pin and the win. A.R. Fox is like the world's most talented jobber at this point, maybe. Uh, This was a good match. Four bones out of five. Uh, After the Jay White win, MJF runs in. He takes the belt, but White takes it back from him. Grabs it back from him, and, and MJF realizes he can't fight the entirety of Bullet Club Gold. And then he runs away. So it would help MJF to have some friends. So speaking of which, uh, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass are backstage, and they announce that next week they're celebrating being the World Trios champions for 69 days. Max Caster thinks MJF is coming, but he's been catfished. So some some... Someone out there convinced Max Caster that they were MJF and that they were coming to their celebration, but he was catfished, and apparently he, quote, sent pics, which we can only take to mean certain things. So who knows what's going on with Max Caster or what his fucking deal is. Poor Max Caster. Yeah. He's just looking for love. But I'll tell you what was strange here was the acclaimed and daddy ass said that they were... World Trios champions for 48 days. And they said that next week they'll be World Trios champions for 69 days. How the fuck does that work? I don't know. It was it was very odd. Didn't make any sense. I didn't catch the 48 days part. I swear, because they, they introduced their, their thing saying, we've been World Trios champions for so many days. And they said, 48 days. And now they're talking about doing 69-day celebration next week. Makes no sense. Uh, after that, we go back down to the ring. The guns just uh, stayed around. And uh, out, out in, a, in a surprise, out came Dalton Castle with the boys. Uh, But Dalton Castle was not wrestling, just the boys. And the Guns beat the boys in a squash match after hitting the 310 to Yuma. So it was was nice getting a Dalton Castle entrance halfway. Well, not even halfway. A tenth of the way. He just walked out and yelled, the boys. He just walked out and yelled, yeah. Uh, Then we get a little MJF versus Kenny Omega promo video. Uh, then we get another uh, Dan Housen Happy Halloween Humans. We, we get that that this time instead of he's coming back soon. 
So I don't know. I kind of expected him to return on this collision. I totally did. It was the last one before Halloween. Well, let's see if he does. Uh, Ryan Nemeth knocks on C.J. Perry's door. And C.J. Perry doesn't answer the door. Miro does. And he drags Ryan Nemeth in and slams the door. And all we can hear are the sounds of conflict inside and Ryan Nemeth getting his ass beat. Back down to the ring, the AEW women's title, Fright Night Fight. Women's champion Hikaru Shida is taking on Abaddon, and they've uh, put fake spider webs on the ring ropes. Fake spiders. Fake spiders on the ring ropes. Uh, fake tombstones in the ring. A trash can. Trash can full of brooms. Full of brooms, yeah. Uh, bones. bones. Uh, things like that. Tombstones, pumpkins. Yeah. Supposed to be a Halloween-y type match. Uh, And it was. And it was. Abaddon used a bone to break apart a fake tombstone. Uh, Hikaru Shida smacked the shit out of Abaddon with a kendo stick at one point. Uh, they also used baseball bats, a trash can lid. Uh, Abaddon hit a black, excuse me, hit a blockbuster on Sheeta onto a pile of candy at one point. Uh, the match ended when Sheeta put a jack-o'-lantern on Abaddon's head and hit her with the katana knee strike and got the pin and the win, keeping the AEW Women's World title. Gave this one four bones out of five. This was, if it hadn't been for the main event, this was going to be my favorite match of the night. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I didn't give a best match for uh, for Dynamite. Uh, so the best match for Dynamite, MJF versus Juice Robinson. That Dynamite Diamond Ring match. That was the match of the night. Agreed. Uh, after Sheeta gets the win, Tony Storm, Tom, timeless Tony Storm, again comes out. She prances around. She throws the cowl off the broadcast table, and then lays on the broadcast table eating a piece of fruit, which I think may have been a plum. I'm not sure. It looks like a tomato. (laughs) We then get short promos from FTR and uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And then we get another short little video promo between Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. They're trying to make this uh, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor matchup happen. They're not trying very hard. This is the first we've seen of it. No, no, it's the second we've seen of it. Second we've seen of it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I didn't remember the first, so. Uh, then we have a Ring of Honor World Television title match. Samoa Joe puts his belt on the line against Rhett Titus, who I got to meet at, actually, when we went to see AEW uh, and Ring of Honor. I got to meet him. He was sitting in the stands, and I we noticed him, and I went down and said hello to him. Uh, Joe won this via Coquina Clutch in a squash match. Kept his belt. I can't believe they squashed Rhett Titus. Uh, then they showed us a QTV promo from Rampage on Friday. Uh, QT Marshall, the gist of it is QT Marshall has the AAA Latin American title, and he says he's going to defend it against AEW's top luchadors soon. But he won't mention whom. So what that means is we're getting a new belt to be defended on AEW. It's yeah, your dream what, come true. Just what AEW needs, more belts. Jesus Christ, with the fucking belts already. At least it means more luchador matches. It's ridiculous with the belts already. Isn't it? (laughs) It's a little ridiculous, yeah. Got the AEW World title. The AEW World Tag Team title. No, I know, I am. The AEW World Trios title. The AEW International title. The Ring of Honor World title. The AEW World Women's title, the AEW TBS title, the Ring of Honor World Television title, the AEW World Trios title, I think I named that one already, the Ring of Honor World Six-Man title, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title, the AAA Latin American title. 
The Pure Championship. The, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. championship. I, I think I named the did television you, did you championship. Say TNT? The fucking AWTNT Championship. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's wonderful. It's not wonderful. Stop. It's wonderful. Stop that. Um, Claudio Castagnoli promo on Orange Cassidy and Okada says one of them broke Danielson's orbital bone. Castagnoli says he's after them, and he's facing Cassidy for the international title on Wednesday. Claudio seemed scary in this promo. He did a good job. Mm-hmm. Did like, a great he job. He seemed very intimidating. Yeah. Yes, he did. I agree. Uh, up next, we get a singles match. Uh, one half of the world tag champs, Ricky Starks, accompanied by his partner, Big Bill, taking on Dax Harwood, accompanied by his partner, Cash Wheeler. And the House of Black are in the uh, aisles, in the stands, watching on. Uh, Dax Harwood hit a pile driver, covered Starks. Big Bill pulled Dax off after a two-count. Ricky Starks then hits a pile driver of his own, gets the pin, and the win after the shenanigans by Big Bill. So Ricky Starks picks up the singles win. This was a good match, four bones out of five. Dax Harwood always always puts on a pretty good singles uh, match. Uh, the lights go off. A spotlight comes on, and Julia Hart appears. The lights go back off. The House of Black are in the ring. And then, La Faction Ingobernables appear. And the LFI come in, and they attack the House of Black. So the LFI appear, they're going to be faces. And they run off the House of Black, and the LFI and FTR are left in the ring. So that's a very interesting segment. And uh, House of Black and Ricky Starks and Big Bill get run off. Right after that, Lexi Nair is in the back with Andrade, whom she asks about C.J. Perry, uh, you know, about the interest in C.J. Perry managing him, and asks him about LFI. Andrade says he's a businessman. This is his business and nothing else. And Lexi Nair is left. No one else's. And no, is that right? Yeah, this is his business and no one else's. Oh, okay. I wrote the wrong thing then. Yeah. Okay. And Lexi Nair is left, being like, "Okay, well, what the fuck?" Next, Lexi is with Chris Statlander, the TNT champion, uh, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. Uh, Willow says that Sky Blue needs to address the mist and Julia Hart, the spooky mist that Julia Hart sprayed in Willow Nightingale's face and sprayed in Sky Blue's face. But it seemed to have a different effect on the two ladies. The mist that Hart sprayed in Sky Blue's face has seemed to turn her into a kind of a person that would fit in with the House of Black. And she's been wearing different makeup, and she's had a frowny face on. Um, and Sky Blue says it's between her and Julia. So what what exactly is going on here? Uh, we will see. We will see. We got some stories happening. Yeah, yeah there are exciting. actually some stories happening in AEW. That's true. We got some mysteries. We got some stories. It's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next up, Claudio Castagnoli beat Hot Sauce Tracy Williams after a European uppercut. Pinned him in a squash match. Uh, We then see Kenny Omega and MJF warming up. Uh, There's a split screen. And Samoa Joe comes to MJF and tells him that if he finds himself in a bad way tonight to scream his name and Samoa Joe will be there for him. So a lot going on, going into this match. So the AEW world title match, MJF defending against Kenny Omega. If MJF wins, what what is at stake here is if MJF wins, he will become the longest reigning AEW world champion of all time. If Kenny Omega wins, then the record, uh, well, he would become a two-time champion and the record would remain with his first reign. Um, This match started out hot. I mean, these two just came out firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. It was terrific from the beginning. Uh, About halfway through, 
Omega hit a sit-out powerbomb on MJF through a table, shatters the table. Uh, after they head back in the ring, Omega hit a couple V-triggers. The two men exchanged poison ranas, and the match usually, in most matches, would have been winding down, and they were just kind of getting ramped up more. Uh, Omega got MJF up for the one-winged angel, and Don Callis ran down. And Omega puts him down, because puts MJF down because he thinks he's going to have to deal with Don Callis. So the ref throws Don Callis out, and then MJF catches Omega. There's a series of rolls for two counts. Uh, MJF catches Omega with a heat seeker. He's been using that as a finisher. MJF gets a two count off of that. Uh, MJF then hits the Panama Sunrise and then a second heat seeker for the pin and the win. This match was utterly terrific. MJF keeps his world title. This was five bones out of five. Uh, rare that I give that out, but this match deserved it. Definitely. Uh, it was excellent. Uh, one of the best matches of the year. This is the one of the best matches on Collision ever. Probably the best match, on, the, the best, best match yeah. that's ever been on Collision. Um, after the match, they show Samoa Joe watching uh, the results on a monitor. Wardlow watching on a monitor. Powerhouse Hobbs watching on a monitor. And Bullet Club Gold watching on a monitor. Everyone after MJF and the world title. I love it. I love that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, man. And MJF uh, holds up Kenny Omega's hand uh, in triumph after the you know the two have had that great match together. And they hug. And they they embrace briefly. Yes. And that is Collision, folks. Um, so what's your match? Is that your match of the week? Oh yeah, that was the match of the night. That was the match of the week. Yeah, it was was MJF defeating Kenny Omega. Yeah, of course, best match of the week, no doubt. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do? News. Next we do news. To do the news. We've mentioned this already, but Brian Danielson needs surgery. According to AEW, needs surgery for his broken orbital bone. We will try and find out if this is, uh, a work. if this is a work or not. Yeah. Uh, November fourth is the sixty-nine day celebration for the acclaimed and Daddy Ass for holding the World Trios Championship. On AEW Rampage on Friday, Mark Briscoe made his AEW return. Uh, I guess return from injury, wasn't he? Yeah. And he got injured, right? Yeah, I, I want to say it was a broken arm. I don't but, recall. I don't recall. No. Uh, John Moxley uh, is calling for a system to spot concussions and protect wrestlers. I heard about this. It was calling for... What, a medical professional to be watching the match? And also for a wrestler who is not connected to creative, like a, for, a former wrestler uh, who is not connected to the creative process. So they don't, they don't care what stories get messed up or what match mm-hmm. results get messed up. Who's supposed to watch for concussion signs during the match also. That you know things that the wrestlers do that seem wrong that seem out of out of the ordinary. I mean that seems like something they should definitely do. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with them. Yeah, yeah, because what we shouldn't be doing is getting concussions and then still trying to find ways to end the match after there. You know yeah. that should be the end of the match. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And if, if fans don't like that, they can suck it. You know, a concussion, yeah. that's the end of the match. Unfortunately. We don't need to find a way to wrap it up. That's it. That's the end of the match. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
because you can do way more damage to yourself going through with with other actions after a concussion. There's no point in doing it just for something like wrestling. There's no point in risking your health for it, you know. Um, I mean, concussions are very serious. I've gotten a couple myself, so... I know. Uh, also, one piece of news we did share with you. AEW Dynamite drew its lowest rating of 2023 in its regular time slot this week. Surprising. They put on an excellent show. Put on a very good show. Uh, of course, the NBA is back, so that could be part of it. Um, but the NBA is, has been around in the earlier part of the year as well, so who knows. Uh, AEW announced uh, an eighth pay-per-view for this year. World's End pay-per-view was announced for December 30th. Uh, It is on Long Island at the Veterans uh, Memorial something or other. Um, (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Yeah, but that's what it is. The (laughs) Veterans Memorial something or other. Uh, MJF uh, versus the Guns Ring of Honor tag team title match is going to be on the Full Gear Zero Hour, November 18th. Uh, So I'm not sure who his partner is going to be for that, uh, or if he'll have a partner. But it's going to be MJF, I guess, and someone versus the Guns. Uh, the collision ratings are up and uh, remain over 500,000 viewers, which is pretty good. That's last week's collision. Of course. Yeah. Um, well, I was just making sure. Not as good as some were, were hoping, but good, as good as most people in the know were really thinking. Half a million you know, most most people were thinking more, but that was back when they had CM Punk, you know. Mm-hmm. Most people were looking at like 700,000, 800,000, you know. Uh, but 500,000 is, is fine. I mean, it's it's not great, but it's good. Uh, it's, it's very good. It's very show good. It's very good. It has three squash matches on it. I mean, it's very good. I'd I'd be interested to see where it where it stands among the the ratings. Uh, you know where it stands among the cable ratings. Mm-hmm. You know, on Saturday nights, because the big thing on Saturday nights is college football. You know. I don't know. Well, it is. That's the big thing on cable on Saturday nights. Is everyone's watching college football. Uh. All right. Last week, the Rampage ratings were down for Mystico's debut, so that's a shame. As Mystico won a good match over Rocky Romero, a nice two out of three falls match. Yeah, that was a fun match. Mm -hmm. And that's the news. And that is the news. So... It's time for the AEW Top 5 Rankings, where each week we rank the top five men, the top five women, and the top five teams. Our ranking system is super secret, super proprietary, and super complicated. We'll never tell... Never. Who right. do you want to do first? Men, women, or teams? The, let's start with the men. Men. Number five. The Ring of Honor World Television Champion hopping back on the list, Samoa Joe, after after MJF's title. Definitely hot on his heels, yeah? He's trying mm-hmm. to get another shot. Yep, Melania had that squash match with Rhett Titus. Yeah. Look good in that. Uh, number four, staying at number four, the AEW inter- uh excuse me, the AEW TNT champion Christian. Uh, did not have a match this week, but is the TNT champion, so stayed in the ratings that way. Uh, number three, 
the man who lost to MJF, but in a five-bone-out-of-five match for the world title, Kenny Omega, the man who seemed to have had the world title won if it weren't for Don Callis. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, Jay White, who, of course, got the, the win over A.R. Fox to start off Collision this week and is still in possession of the AEW world title belt. Mm-hmm. Not the title, just the belt. And is getting the world title shot November 18 at full gear. And number one in the rankings, of course, MJF, the AEW world champion, picking up that big win over Kenny Omega in the best match ever on AEW Collision. So that's number one, MJF. Number two, Switchblade J. White. Number three, Kenny Omega. Number four, Christian. Number five, Samoa Joe. Gonna do Next, teams or women. women? Number five, Ruby Soho of the Outcasts. Uh, she got the world title shot on Dynamite, but lost, but put up a good fight. Uh, hopping on to the, the rankings. Uh, number four, falling two spots from number two, Chris Statlander, the TBS champion. Uh, did not have a match this week, so that's the reason she mm-hmm. fell a bit. Uh, number three, uh, she challenged for the world title on Collision in the Fright Night fight match, Abaddon. And uh, she won that that spot on she, Rampage. She won, yeah, she won a four-way match on Rampage uh, to earn the title shot on Collision. Great uh, seeing Abaddon. This was my first time seeing her wrestle because she hasn't wrestled since I've been watching AEW. Yeah. So it's been a long time since she's been back you know mm-hmm. i mean so it's really great to have her back mm, yeah she was it's, good i was very pleased yeah her her debut on the list on the top five at number three uh number two returning to the list tony storm the number one contender to the world title and number one on the list of course the aew world champion hikaru shida she has been defending the belt regularly uh, and has had a couple of world title eliminator matches as well. She's been looking great, and that's why she's been number one for weeks now. Uh, so number one, Hikaru Shida. Number two, Tony Storm. Number three, Abaddon. Number four, Chris Statlander. Number five, Ruby Soho. And now for the teams, and this includes tag teams and trios. Uh, Because there are so few. Uh, Number five, falling one spot from number four, uh, the Guns. Uh, They did get the win over the boys on Collision. Uh, Number four. uh, Well, and they're the number one contenders for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Oh, that's true. That's true. Number four, uh, up one spot from number five last week. The House of Black. They've been causing mayhem everywhere they go. It's true. Uh, number three, back in the rankings. Uh, we haven't seen them for a bit. We haven't seen them compete for a bit, I should say. Hangman Page and the Young Bucks, the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Champions. They got a big win over the Hardys and Brother Zay on Dynamite and looked great doing it. Number two, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And they were number two last week as well. And number one, staying number one from last week, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. So we have number one, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Number two, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Number three, Hangman Page and the Young Bucks. Number four, the House of Black. Number five, the guns. And that is your top 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 five. Top five rankings for AEW. And now for the question of the week. So our topic of the week 
this week. Kay, would you like to introduce it? So, we have seen three separate occasions now where someone is appearing in MJF's devil mask. But it's clearly not MJF. So, the question is, who's wearing the mask? Who the devil? Who is the devil? So, I said, who's the devil? Who's the devil? Who's the devil? Who you got? The advertising industry in New York. And people who A-W, sell. Who's oh. the devil? Oh, I thought you meant in reality. Um, in AEW, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out a couple theories. So my first theory I have based on just how the devil. The first time we saw the devil beat up Jay White and how he moved his head and he looked at the camera and how the devil was a thinner person. And my first thought was Ricky Starks. Mm -hmm. And now Ricky Starks, you know, he has a lot of potential and he seems primed to, you know, be taking off, um... And and they're exploiting that potential, and they they've given him, you know, the world tag team titles with Big Bill. And so some people would say maybe he's not going to be the devil because that they're going that route, the tag team route. But I I just I think they can do you know they can do multiple things with him. Um, they can, but they don't typically do that, do they? I think they they do, and they, they can show themselves to do different things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think having Ricky Starks as the devil would be an interesting, an interesting way to go with it, because it's not someone who's totally, you know physically intimidating and evil but with his mind he could be very evil mm-hmm. and and intimidating um and then that could be used to to lure other people into his way of thinking like we saw with the multiple men whomever they are who were beating up Jay White that night mm-hmm. uh so that's the other question is who are the other men we're not going to address that now because we'd be here all night well, we know one of them wasn't Big Bill because none of them were giants. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just talking about the devil mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. But that's 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 my first, my that was my first thought. So here, why don't you give us one of your first thoughts? Well, that was my first thought also, actually. Because the of the same, that, because of the physical, because of the, because of the way he moves his head in, yeah. in the first, the first uh, time we saw him. He does like a like a turn towards the camera, and it's a very Ricky specific head turn. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I think that would be the most one of the more interesting ways to go. You know, um, I well, I have one that I don't want it to be, but I th- I think is a possibility. Can I talk about that? Okay. So this is one that has also been suggested on the internets. Um, a lot, and I'm not talking about CM Punk. I- I'm talking about Jack Perry. Um, I don't want it to be him. Why? But I think it could very well be him. Because we haven't seen him since the all-in debacle. Um, and so, assuming I'm assuming they're bringing him back at some point because he was suspended, not fired. Meaning, he's still on the roster. So they're paying him he might as well work for them um and they think that he's on that level uh because he's one of the four pillars you know and he's a heel so i could see all of those reasons being arguments for this is the way we should bring him back but i think that's too cool for him (laughs) honestly like i don't think he's good enough to pull it off he could use something. He could use something. That's what I'm nervous about, is that this is going to be the something. He could use it. I think that yeah. would be a good idea. No. Don't support the 
the idea that I don't want it to be. It'd be a good idea for them. Yeah. He's not good at acting. If they sent if they sent him to some acting classes and then made him the devil, I would be all for it, sure. Or if he never took the mask off. What? How would we what? Like if he just stays in the mask. That way he doesn't have to act. And doesn't speak? Yeah. That doesn't sound interesting at all. No. 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 Okay. Was his dad a good actor? I never watched Nine Hundred. Yes. Oh, 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 wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Brian Pillman for a second. I was thinking about Brian Pillman and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, his dad was okay. Okay. Probably his best work was seen in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I forgot he was in that. Okay, who else you got? So another possibility is... Jay White. And of course, Jay White was the first man that was beat beaten up. But this would this would make it be Jay White in cahoots with someone. So this would be him getting fake beaten up? Him getting fake beaten up, yes. To throw people off the off the the path that he was the devil. Why? Well, we haven't seen yet. We'll see eventually. We haven't seen why yet. Hmm. Okay. You know, we haven't seen what this devil character is up to or what he plans to do yet. You know, mm-hmm. what his big scheme is or his big plans in AEW, we haven't seen. Um, or why he would need to hide his identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, or want to or any of that. You know, um, so, so yeah, so throwing someone off the, off the path could be very valuable. Uh, like I said, we just don't know what the character is up to yet, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just could be something that they planted early that works for them later. When when we're trying to figure out who it is, and we're like, well, it's not Jay White. He got beaten up. When yeah, you know, yeah. You know, when it is, it is Jay White. You know. Hmm. Just just a thought I had. Just a thought I had. Uh, another possibility, of course, we got to put it out there. It's on the internet, all over the internet. We'll talk about it briefly. CM Punk. <sighs> Possibilities is there. Tony Khan loves CM Punk. CM Punk has a lot of value for wrestling. You'll notice that old lunch lunchbox boy, Jungle Boy, hasn't hasn't returned yet. Uh, lunchbox lunchbox boy? boy hasn't returned yet. Wait, what does that mean? I don't know. It just came to me. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, he hasn't returned yet, so maybe CM Punk might end up returning before he does. Who knows? I'm sure Tony Khan, I bet he likes CM Punk more than uh, Jungle Boy. Everyone likes CM Punk more than Jungle Boy. And I'm sure he likes what he does for his ratings and his profits more than what Jungle Boy does. So I don't know if he could find it in in his heart to forgive him and and bring him back in. This would be be a great way. He needs to or, bring him or, in with some like conditions. One number one, or or if the whole thing was a work, if the whole thing with Jack Perry was a work, it was like a long con. Yes, then wow, bravo. I don't think that it is. So. Hey, I, I, I don't know. That's all I'll say about it. We don't need to go all into yeah. it because th- that that's the only those are the only two ways it could be is if. He just loves CM Punk and brings him back, or if it was a work from the beginning. Those are the two ways it could be Punk. Hmm. Uh, it would be. It would certainly be very interesting if it were CM Punk. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be interesting. Out of everyone that we've brought up, that's the most interesting one yet, but I it think. it also wouldn't fully make sense, because like CM Punk had his own belt. He had the real world championship, so... Why? Why is he going after the devil? 
the next person on my list who mm-hmm. it might be is who I would really like it to be, but I don't think it's very practical. Okay. And that is Will Ospreay. Oh, yeah. Because he's coming, I think, to AEW. I it's hope not so. official, but I think when his contract is up with New Japan, I think he's coming to AEW. I hope so. Um, if they can afford him. WWE yeah. might just throw a ton of money at him. And... He wants to go where the wrestling is good. I hope so. Uh, he may just want some money. But he also may want to go where the wrestling is good. He may take some money. <laughs> but he also might go where the wrestling is good. Tony Khan's a billionaire. He can give him some money. Tony Khan's not a billionaire. His T- father Tony is. Tony Khan's daddy's a billionaire. Yeah. He can give him some money. Well, we'll see. But I just think, one, it would put him right at the center of everything as soon as he can reveal himself, you know, and just... It'll start a feud with Jay White, start a feud with MJF. I like it. That would be great. I would love it to be Will Ospreay. And maybe they're playing the long game with, with the devil. I mean, they can put it off for for as long as they fucking want to, mm-hmm. you know? Which is also why I think it might be my fourth option. Okay. Which is Adam Cole. Oh, right, right. Um, who was originally who I thought it was until we found out that his leg was like actually broken. Um, so you think he's now gotten out of surgery and is making these videos and hacking well, into the AEW broadcast? I or? think they could they could pretend that that's what's happening. You know, I think he's still recovering from surgery, but because it's in a mask, they can tell us it's whoever they want to tell us it is. You know. You got any other guesses? I think you've covered them pretty well. Um, I've co- the one one last, and I I hate to keep hitting on the obvious. Um, MJF. What? MJF. He's interrupting his own spots with him wearing the devil mask. Yeah. That doesn't uh, what make what sense. better way to fool us? And he's always the one who says, you know, no one's on on the level of the devil. Yeah. So. He also doesn't seem distraught that someone has taken his mask. No, he doesn't. He doesn't seem bothered by it at all, does he? Or that someone's impersonating him. No. That's the weirdest part. I mean, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. I can kind of see that being a low priority. But you would think he would at least comment on it, and he hasn't really. Hmm. I hope... I hope it's not MJF. I hope it's not MJF. I feel like that's also. the most boring option that it could be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'd rather it be MJF than Jack Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jack Perry's not not boring, but it's bad. Yeah. I see. I think Jack Perry would make it boring. So if somebody. If somebody, if if you had to place a bet right now. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. What about you? Is your money on? Adam Cole, I'd I'd say. Hmm. I don't even have a good reason. No, I think Adam Cole, I mean, when it started... I think Adam Cole was the best story wise was the best option. Mm. But I don't care what anyone says. That was Ricky Starks in that first mask. <laughs> it certainly I know I know body it. language. That was Ricky Starks. Like maybe it's not supposed to be Ricky Starks, maybe it was supposed to be Adam Cole, but Adam Cole has a broken foot, so it definitely wasn't Adam Cole. So maybe it was quote unquote Adam Cole, but like that was that was freaking Ricky Starks wearing a devil mask. That's the way it seemed to me. Yeah. Well, well we will see. Uh who knows when we'll find out. I'm sure it's not the last time we'll we'll discuss it on this show. But it's a question we've been discussing in private, so I thought we'd bring our discussion to the public. And so listeners, what say you? Who do you think the devil is? Do you think we'll start seeing them, like, 
outside of just video packages? Like, do you think they'll st start, like, showing up, like, in the rafters or, like, in the audience, like, with a spotlight hitting them? And they're there staring, and then the spotlight goes out and they disappear? I do. I'm not sure if we're there yet, but yeah. eventually, yes. Yeah. I like that. I like the idea of, like, the devil slowly, like, getting closer and closer to you. Scary. Yeah, I want it to be scary. So, um, so we hope you enjoyed the discussion. And, yeah, get at us in the, in the comments and let us know who you think the devil is. Uh, or who you hope it is. Or who you hope it's not. Or who you think it's not. All that stuff. Let us know. Um, and, uh, so, hopefully you've enjoyed AEW Weekly this week. Um, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to rate us wherever you get podcasts. Mm -hmm. Rate us five bones, five stars, whatever they'll let you rate us. Five, uh, jack-o'-lanterns, whatever. And uh, speaking of jack-o'-lanterns, you can feel free to check out our YouTube channel where we have posted a new live show uh, where we watch Halloween Havoc 1997. Um, and we did a watch along with that. It was super fun. Thank you for those of you that joined us. Uh, we appreciate you coming along for the ride. Um, but in case you missed it, it is up on YouTube. Yep. And on our YouTube channel, No Bones About Wrestling. Uh, it's in, we had technical difficulties, so it's in two parts, but, uh, you can figure it out. You're smart. I know you are. Um, but yeah, so it's called, uh, WCW Halloween Havoc 1997 and etc. part two. So, uh, thank you for joining us. And as Mick Foley would say, have a nice day. Bye.